What is up? Welcome to Beyond the Art with Brandon Silvers presents the Above the Fold series. I am your host, Brandon Silvers. Got a special guest here tonight. I always do. As you know, we talk with people in and around the sports media industry who are breaking the mold and doing big things. Tonight, I am joined by the one and only Megan Hall, who covers the Atlanta Dream for the Atlanta Voice, writes about the Colts for the Colts Wire. She's actually watching the Colts game right now during the interview. Co-host of my new favorite NFL show, the Sports Tea Podcast, and covers all that and more at hallaboutsports.com. Megan, thank you for being here. Yeah, I appreciate you. And sorry, sorry for watching the game. I think that's just like the sports like nerd in me. That's like, you know, if you see those people that have like six games on at once. Yeah, I try not to be that person, but you might catch me with it like on my phone or on a, you know, on an iPad or something like that. So honestly, that's a great place to start. So how did that passion for sports begin? Like what what's your first sports memory where you're like, one day I'm gonna be watching 18 games at once? <laughs> um you know honestly my first sports memories were so I, uh, let me back up a little bit i'm from texas originally and so if you if you know anything about texas football is practically in the blood of every texan right like you just grow up on sports um so some of my first memories were actually not even necessarily watching sports but i remember when i was a kid uh oddly enough the church that i went to i remember one sunday being in the audience like down below and looking up in the rafters and it was Emmett Smith attending that church that Sunday. So, you know, it's that, it's that kind of like, Whoa, like, you know, so I was, I was definitely a boys fan growing up. I mean, you know, Hey, you're just kind of, you know, thrown into it. Um, but you know, I kind of saw the light as I got older, I realized, you know, Hey, the error of my ways, sorry to my family. Um, but <laughs> really, you know, it started there. Uh, we always watched football and then I played sports in high school I uh, played a little flag football in college, you know, just kind of keep it around. Um, I will say this, it jumped significantly when I started playing fantasy football. Um, that was definitely like, okay, like I got to pay attention because now I'm, you know, I'm rooting for guys on my, on my team. And uh, that really made me pay attention to other sports. So basketball, so playing fantasy basketball, fantasy baseball, um, and really just learning other people past, you know, my team. So I think from there, that was probably, honestly, that was probably like, early college, mid college, midway through college and into grad school. That's really where, where it jumped for me. Wow. So you didn't go to school for journalism. You just not at all through yeah. fantasy sports. Yeah. So to tell you, to, to be really honest with you, I have a background in marketing. I'm a background in business. So I've got two degrees in business. Uh, I'm actually working on a third, technically a certificate from, uh, from full sale in sports casting. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I have a marketing and content creation background. So that's always been there. And sports has always kind of been hanging out in the background, like always go home, you know, watching games, that sort of thing. It's always been around, but I didn't really, I really truly didn't tap into it until probably I would say like May of last year. Um, I got tapped by a buddy of mine who was uh, on a site called Murphy's Multiverse. And they're a pop culture site that writes on, um, you know, we'll say DC, Marvel, that sort of thing. But they were looking to get into NFL. And so a uh, buddy of mine, you know, hit me up. He's like, hey, Meg, do you want to write? I thought instantly of you. You know, I know you're super knowledgeable as a fan. Like, you know, let's do it. So I'm like, okay. 
Um, so I did. I started there just writing. And then in the fall of last year, it became podcasting. And then before I knew it, I, you know, I was at Coltswire <laughs> this year and uh, it just kind of has grown since then. So I've been doing a lot of opportunities uh, this year, just out, really out here grinding. Uh, but I realized my passion for sports was was definitely there. Um, I, I think it just took me a minute to find it. So, well, yeah, we definitely got to cover everything you do, because I know that I would keep seeing like. Megan Hall covering this, Megan Hall covering that. And I was like, damn, <laughs> there is a lot of Megan Halls out here talking about sports. And it was like, wait a second. It's just one Megan Hall doing all this, which yeah. is wild. But I want to go back. So what sports did you play in high school? Yes, yeah, so I played lacrosse in high school, um, oddly enough. And uh, that was just a kind of like, you know, there wasn't anything I felt like fit me, um, you know, really and truly, I, you know, I had seen the softballs and that sort of thing, you know, shameless plug. My mom wanted me to be a cheerleader things like that. Um, but it just wasn't like anything that I was like, you know what, I want to do this. Um, and lacrosse was like the first thing that I was like, Hey, I think I could do it. Um, and I think I got a rush out of the fact that I was probably the smallest little thing on the field. You know, I'm only five, two, so I'm not, I'm not very tall. And, you know, back in high school, I'm really small, probably 110 pounds soaking wet. And that's being generous. Um, so, you know, for me, it was just like, OK, that competitive spirit, that kind of paying attention, that kind of speaking up and being able to uh, to talk to my teammates. I think then all my really truly now that I'm thinking about it out loud, probably all my storytelling might have been there because, I mean, I walked on, played varsity first year as a, as a senior, which was nice, but. Um, you know, I, I still had to earn my way through that. Like they, they just weren't going to give it to me just cause I was a senior. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I played starting defense, uh, for my high school. And, you know, I think that was just a rush to be out there with my, you know, with my, uh, my girls. And I, I think about that often, especially when I'm covering athletes, like about that team camaraderie and what that means. So I try to bring that point to my writing now is thinking about like, okay, when I was an athlete, what were the things that I would, that were important to me? Um, cause I feel like you know, to be honest with you, athletes are often seen as a form of entertainment. Like, hey, you know, I'm here to watch you. I'm here to, you know, relax, that sort of thing. People don't think about who they are as people um, until it's, you know, maybe it's some initiative they're doing or it's a story about them or whatever else. But these are real people with real feelings and real stories. And so that's that's what I wanted to focus on when I got into writing. So that's really where I've been for the last, I don't know, year and a half of just making sure I incorporate that into my writing and everything I do. So that's interesting that you say that because you got into sports hardcore, you say, through through fantasy sports. Yeah. Where yeah. the athletes are literally like, this is a number. Yeah. And so so you said the the lacrosse team and thinking on that is kind of what helps you see them as, hey, they're not just 15.4 points this week. Yeah. I mean, for fantasy, it was a way for me to learn, right? Like I started picking up on like, okay, I need to learn who the, you know, who's on the depth chart on this team. I need to learn like, you know, who to pick uh, for my team, hawking the waiver wire, looking for sleepers, that sort of thing. Like that was how I picked up on learning who was on what team, because I mean, a lot of fans are like, hey, they know their team really well. But if you start going out to other teams, they're like, eh, I don't really know as much. Right. But fantasy was a way for me to do that. It was a way for me to learn and not pick my team um, and go learn other people's teams. And then I was able to pick up on, you know, uh, schemes or tendencies or things like that through fantasy football. So, yes, you know, it was like, OK, cool. I got 30 points from this person, but 
I'm playing for, you know, the fun of it, but it was also like, this is a really cool way for me to learn. And that's how I got involved um, with, I got other ladies involved in playing fantasy football too, was cause like, you know, we started all ladies league um, that I was in last year and I've been in a couple before, but it's a really good place for someone who's either new to football, or even if you're not new to football to like, come, you have fun, you have your team, uh, but also to learn the game. And I think that's what, you know, that's what helped my knowledge was like, okay, I really picked up when I started playing fantasy and then it became me watching film <laughs> or then it became me screaming at the TV. And, you know, I think that was like a really strange thing to be the only woman in the room <laughs> screaming at the TV, like, you know, like, uh, like I'm out there playing. And I think that's what people really knew. It was like, something's different about her, you know, something's different about that girl. <laughs> So I know everyone who plays fantasy and speaking for myself here too, thinks they're an expert, expert in sports, right? Like everyone's yeah. a fantasy expert, but what were you doing in these leagues where someone was like, could you please come cover sports? I mean, are you just tearing them up? I mean, you're doing the film sessions and all this stuff. Yeah. How many championships am I talking to the bill Russell of fantasy sports right now? <laughs> no, not even, not okay. even. Um, but, you know, for me, it was uh, fantasy was the way that got me there. But the writing is what really like pushed me over the edge. So um, when I started covering last back half of last year, I really like started writing a little bit more. I was writing for a company called Stadium Brandt. They were a startup media company and they needed Colts writer, Colts writer, excuse me. And so started doing that. But towards the end of the year, I kept you know, kind of thinking to myself, like, maybe there's something more here. Like maybe, you know, cause I was really enjoying that. Um, I brought along with me an entire staff of guys, really cool um, opportunity for them. And for me as well, uh, we got podcast of the year and I got managing editor of the year for that team. And I was like, you know, I'm a rookie out here. So, you know, maybe there is something there. Um, and so it was really true to be honest. Um, it was a shot in the dark with Colts wire. I literally met, you know, messaged the managing editor and was like, Hey, this is what I do. This is who I am. You know, these are the things that I can bring to the table. Would love to, you know, to join the team if there's an opportunity. And they kind of gave me the answer like, oh, no, Hey, we appreciate you. We don't have any spots open right now, but we'll keep you in mind. And I didn't think anything else. Of it. I was like, okay, all right. Like, you know, Hey, that's probably out of the window. But then they came back to me. They came back to me in January and was like, hey, we have spots. Do you want to come? Absolutely. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, so I started writing for Coltswire. But I think the thing for me that helped solidify me with Coltswire is that they had seen some of my work. One and two, I'm pretty well known in Colts Twitter as someone who was, I was always a passionate fan. I was always a pretty knowledgeable fan too. Um, I was able to pick up on the nuances of, you know, of the the coaches, the players, things like that. I mean, I can, you know, I can spout off who's starting, you know, starting uh, defense, starting offense and go down the roster, that sort of thing and talk about that. And I think for a woman that kind of perked, you know, a couple of ears up and raised a couple of eyebrows because that just was very unusual. Um, and so I think for me, getting into Coltswire elevated me quite a bit. Like I'm super grateful for that opportunity and continue to be because it elevated my status uh, from going from ranting on my, you know, couch to now I'm, I'm putting organized thoughts online and people are reading my, you know, my stuff. And I think that was really good for me. Like it really was like, okay, you can do this, Meg. You really can. So as someone who is, my writing is what I'm most shy about currently. So trying yeah. to break out of that shell did you have a writing background? Like what, where'd this confidence come from where you're like, I'm going to put these thoughts down on, on paper, on the screen and people are going <laughs> to love them. 
Yeah. So I, I mean, I would say, I wouldn't say I have a writing background. I've always been a good writer though. Um, I've been a good storyteller. Um, I would say that I have the ability to take, you know, really complex concepts and break them down real simple. Right. Like that's, that's the biggest thing I don't like is when you, you go to read something, you're like, I have no idea what this person even just said. I'm lost. Like, what are all these stats? That sort of thing. So I put myself in the shoes of someone like if this person never watched this sport before, would they be able to learn from my writing? And that's how I kind of write. Um, and I think for me, I just had to make it real simple. Like in my writing, I tried to tell a story so that, you know, someone would be able to regurgitate whatever I wrote, right? Like they would be able to be like, huh, okay, yeah, I remember Meg wrote that and be able to tell their friends or tell, you know, their, their family or whoever. And I feel like that's the biggest thing for me is I'm making impactful writing, but also like, you know, short, kind of that digestible writing that people are able to keep in their back pocket. Um, I think for me, honestly, writing was just kind of came naturally. Um, and, you know, now that I, now that I really think about it, you're making me go deep here. But um, when I was in like high school, I always did really well in my English classes. And then college, I skipped English 1101. Um, so <laughs> I didn't even think about this till now, but yeah, skipped English 1101, went right into 1102 as a freshman, uh, which tells me like, Hey, you know, she might be a little decent writer. Um, but I, like, I really have just written business materials and marketing materials for years. Um, and so getting to write sports was like, you know, it was freeing. I, you know, I can remember, um, last year at one point when I was doing the stuff with stadium brands and, and, you know, working and that sort of thing, someone came up to me and they were like, how do you have energy to do all this? Where are you finding the time to do all this? And it's just, I that's when I realized I was like, oh, this is, this is more than just casual writing. Like I'm, I could be exhausted, dog tired from the day, but I'll find some time to write. I'll find some time to podcast and, and, you know, get my thoughts out. That's incredible for me. And that kind of makes me feel like, all right, put yourself out there, start writing a little bit more. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Y'all might see me soon, so don't worry about it. <laughs> but how did that opportunity with Coltswire lead to covering the dream for the Atlanta Voice? Yeah. So Coltswire has, has, you know, having that USA Today name behind yours, uh, it's very helpful. It tells people, okay, they've got some credibility. Um, for me, it was just a, a couple of things. And this is a little bit of a, of a story here, so I'll go with it. But um, when I got credentialed to Coltswire, I, uh, I also got credentialed for the Singer Bowl. And right after that, um, I attended uh, a sports conference in Atlanta called the Black Sports Business Symposium. It was put on by ESPN. It's a lot of the like top upper echelon folks in the business that are there at this conference. Um, and while I was there, I met a group of really, I mean, phenomenal gentlemen who are also in the industry. And uh, one of the gentlemen, it was actually my first time meeting him, but we got along really well. And his name is Danny Thompson. Shout out to Danny. Um, but, uh, he put a bug in my ear. He was like, Hey Meg, like, you know, have you thought about what you're going to do beyond Coltswire? Like Coltswire is great, but you know, have you thought about any other opportunities like, you know, that you want to do? And I'm like, I, to be honest with you, I know. And he's like, you know, do you, do you watch other sports? Do you have stuff that you're passionate about? I'm like, yeah, probably. And so he's like, Hey, you know, you should find a space to put all your passion projects. Like, you know, just something to think about. And I'm like, okay, cool. So, so went home thought about it. And then I would say probably two weeks later, I had an entire name, a logo, uh, a site, um, color schemes, all that for a website called hallaboutsports.com. 
Um, and that was my platform that originally it was just like, Hey, I'm going to put my rants here. Like, I, you know, I'm whatever I see sports wise, I'm going to put it here. Um, and I, you know, it was cool. Cause it would allow me to like, you know, it wasn't Colts football all the time. So I was writing about hockey, writing about other teams, Aaron Rodgers, writing about, you know, uh, tennis, those sorts of things. Like that is, that's where I got to start there. Um, but I'm telling you this is for reasons because that's how I got into the dream was through my own outlet. Um, I was able to show them like, Hey, I don't cover basketball, but I cover football. Here's my work with Coldswire. By the way, here's also my podcast as well. And with the with the WNBA, they need more coverage. So much good stuff is happening. And it's unfortunate that you don't see a lot of national media outlets covering these, these teams um, on a regular basis, unless it's a big matchup, unless it's, you know, for example, Ace's Dream that just happened or things like that. So these smaller outlets and people who are truly wanting to cover are, you know, going to get, you know, potentially more opportunities to do so. So I have to give a ton of credit to the Dream because they saw whatever potential in me and have allowed me to do that. I did my first game and they immediately were like, hey, did you did you have fun? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, absolutely. Um and I asked thoughtful question. I think that that made an impression on them. And so they allowed me to come back and continue to come back. So now I've become a regular on the beat. Um, and that is, that's truly, that's, that's the story. It was just a, like, Hey, let's bet on you. Let's, let's put together something, some organized thoughts. Um, and, you know, from there I was able to, you know, get into covering other sports. I, uh, made a connection at, uh, at a game, uh, covering, um, I was covering the Atlanta Atlanta uh, dream for my outlet, but I went to an MLS game covering the Atlanta United and uh, connected with someone from the Atlanta voice, the managing editor there and uh, editor in chief, excuse me there. And, um, and he's like, Hey, I can't get over to dream games. Like, would you be interested? You know, can we, can we collaborate? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Um, so I'm, you know, freelance beat writer for them um, covering the dream and, and, again, it's just a matter of me grinding and me putting all the opportunities together for myself. And a lot of it was like forcing myself to be in those uncomfortable situations. As good as I am on my feet, it is another thing to be in front of someone and asking them questions in person, interviewing, being able to put together, you know, analysis that isn't just the normal that people hear, you know, on TV. If you've seen any of my tweets or things like that, you'll see that like, I'm trying to give people that aren't at this game, little nuances, like things they may not pick up on, like coach talking to a player or things that we see happening in the game. Here's my analysis of like this sequence or the series or a trend that I'm noticing. Um, I try to put that into my writing and that has allowed me to continue to cover the dream, which I'm really, really thankful for. No. And I will say like, you mentioned the United and the dream. Those are two of the sporting events where I've had the most fun at just as yeah. a fan. So yeah, if you can make it out to either one of those games, you have a good time. I love the dream, uh, especially because, I mean, it's just the environment, like it's, the venue is so nice and like it's loud. It, it's lit in there. Yeah. And I know you you were talking about the, the press conferences, the post-game press conference in particular. I know it yeah. is very important to come correct or you will end up on that Summer Jam screen. <laughs> and you talked about like thinking on your feet. Yeah. How do you do it? I guess is the most simple, basic way because it seems a little terrifying. 
Um, it can be. It can be very. <laughs> um, <laughs> I won't even lie to you. Um, I will say this. I think for me, I try to think of my questions beforehand. So before I even get down there, I've got at least two or three questions in my back pocket. Um, I also pay attention to what other people ask in the room. So if someone is asking something, I may or may not ask my questions. Uh, but ultimately, I'm trying to get to like, you know, hey, can you provide some insight on the game? But I want to also provide context and getting players to either talk about, you know, their thoughts, talk about their coach, talk about, you know, their teammates, that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, you're right. You have to come correct. And, uh, and I can say this now because it happened before. But I remember there was a there was a a, um, a question that I asked. I asked about the team being fatigued uh, at one point in the season. And it wasn't a tough question, but it certainly, I think, kind of was like, uh, maybe we shouldn't have asked that question in this environment, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but again, I'm I'm trying to ask the questions that like, hey, that will get someone to, you know, open up a little bit or whatever else. But I've learned to pick my spots. I'm learning as I go, um, really and truly. But I'm also trying to figure out, okay, what would a fan want to know? You know what I mean? Like what, what are fans seeking that sort of thing, especially for the, for the, like, you know, the, every, everyone on the team is, is a leader, but I'm talking about like, for like, for example, the leader that night or whatever else, the top scorers that night, like what would fans want to know? Like the night Ryan Howard dropped 43, like, you know, I asked her, Ryan, how did that feel in front of, you know, the crowd? And she, I mean, it was such a simple answer, but she was like, it felt great, <laughs> you know? And, and I think that, you know, that was a lot in that answer because she had just, been snubbed for all-star and so it was a lot of her like coming to be like hey y'all should have been paying attention to me like i've been over here working and and the fact that you didn't you know you didn't look at me like hey or i'm here to let you know i do belong um so there was a lot you know going on in in that answer but that's where i'm coming at with with press conferences it's a lot of getting better at thinking on my feet um but mostly i'm here thinking okay if i were a fan what would i want to know um, or like, Hey, can, can someone provide some insights or things like that? That's, that's where I'm at. That's what's up. So that's definitely something that's a skill that can be practiced and improved over time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I've gotten way better since my, my first, <laughs> uh, my first conference, uh, first conference was actually a, it was a blowout loss. Ooh. Um, and so, <laughs> yeah, so you can imagine you could cut the tension with a knife in this, in this post game presser. So learning to ask the right questions was, was one thing. Um, and, and then again, not being afraid to ask, you know, tough questions, but doing so in a respectful manner. Like, I think you can get the answer that you want without being, you know, disrespectful or things like that. Cause you're right. Yeah. You'll see, you'll see uh, certain folks out here asking mm -hmm. these questions and it's, 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 it's almost uh, condescending or it's just rude or it's just like super, you know, blunt. And I don't think, I don't think athletes have an an issue with answering, but again, it's also about respect. Like you, I want to earn their respect. I want to do so in a way that says, "Hey, I respect you. I respect your game. I respect who you are as a person." And so I, you know, I've challenged myself to get better with asking questions as I go forth. That's awesome. And yeah, it's, it's like you were talking about earlier. Like these are people. So how would you, if you just had a bad day at work, you don't want people coming like, "Man, Brandon, like you had to edit the hell out that you couldn't even talk. I would be mad too." So. <laughs> yeah. I think if you go on with that mindset, you will be okay. And I, I think you're right. They do respect it. Even if it's a tough question, they know that comes with the territory, but come correct. And before we let you go, I want to know about the sports tea. Like I yeah. can't get enough of that. How did that come about? Yeah. So a couple, this was a couple of months ago. Uh, shout out to my girls, Jody and E. Uh, we actually, they, so E lives here in Atlanta with me. 
uh, and Jody was visiting. Uh, she was coming up. Jody and I actually shared the same birthday, so it was a belated kind of birthday like celebration for us. And um, we were we were actually chopping it up at brunch, you know, just out there. I mean, before we knew it, we'd been out there three, four hours just talking. And in the midst of that, it was a conversation about football. And we were just talking, going back and forth. Everyone's got, you know, different teams they like, different players, you know, they were looking at that sort of thing. And a waitress comes over to us and she's like, hey, are you guys in the in the in the media industry? Are you guys in sports? And you know, all three of us, yeah, we are. And so she starts telling us how she couldn't help but to overhear our conversation and that it was so good. And she had never seen three women just freely talking football like that. So it was like, okay. So, you know, I I went home, I chewed on that and uh actually had told <laughs> I actually had told my therapist about uh, about this, you know, hey, good weekend I had or whatever else. And she was like, hey. Just think about that. Like, what could y'all do with that? It sounds like you had a really good time. What you called, What would y'all do with that? So before I knew it, I was texting them and I was like, hey, would y'all be interested in doing a podcast? <laughs> and they were like, yeah, let's do it. It was like a no brainer. Um, and, you know, same sort of thing. When you get creatives in the room, like, you know, you got a logo, you got color schemes, you got everything going, you know, real quick. And then we were plotting out dates and that sort of thing. But I don't think even we really realized how much fun it was. And what y'all see on that podcast is what goes on in our group chat all the time. It is us, you know, talking about football. It's us, you know, giving each other grief for our takes or things like that. Um, and that's that's what we try to bring is just a fun sort of different vibe. And I think, you know, be very transparent. Three Black women discussing football is probably I'm going to say almost unheard of to get that, you know, that many women like of color like that on one sort of platform talking it. Um, and so I think for us, we just wanted to one, do what we love is, which is talking sports and, and giving our analysis. But two, we wanted to, you know, essentially give some representation to say, Hey ladies, like you can do this. And also by the way, like, Hey, anyone can do this and anyone can, you know, essentially look at us and be like, yeah, I really like their coverage because of X, Y, and Z. Um, but it just helps that we're friends. We really truly are. Uh, we're really good with each other and it flows on camera. And so we can, you know, we can keep it lighthearted. We can keep it uh spicy you know because that happens there are times where we don't agree on takes and that sort of thing but it's all in good fun and i, I really enjoy that yeah it really comes across not only how much y'all enjoy each other but how much y'all enjoy football and talking about sports and that's that's one thing when i try to put stuff out i want people to feel that i'm enthusiastic because i, I know as someone who's watching or listening that's what i enjoy so i think that that's really that's that's like y'all secret sauce right there. And then I think you're right. It is very important that it's three black women doing this because we don't get to see y'all doing that like that where black women are getting together, talking sports, having fun. Yeah. Like how often do you get to see that in sports media? Even though if you follow people on Twitter, like I do, you know, there are plenty of black women who knowledgeable who do this, but yeah. The fact that y'all are so good at it and have had to create your own platform is wild, <laughs> but it's working out though. Yeah. Yeah. We've had a ton of fun and I'll say this, you know, I, you do see the representation of black women in sports. You're starting to see more and more of that. You're starting to see, you know, people, um, you know, be on ESPN or be on any other platforms and getting that opportunity to, uh, but it's still so rare. And I think that's why like we need the platform more than, more than ever, you know, honestly, um, I think all three of us have a really big following. So it was just natural kind of like, Hey, we can, you know, we can put not only our fan bases together, but we, you know, we've got other fan bases that follow us for our knowledge. 
Um, and I think that is what makes it beautiful. Is like, we're just, you know, we're just chopping it up. We're just having fun. We're just talking sports and you can come and do that with us as well. Um, but I think at the end of the day, what I love so much about it is that this is what I envisioned for like myself when it came to what happiness looks like, what purpose looks like, what passion looks like is just allow, like allowing myself to be in that element, allowing myself to just not necessarily think about whatever is, you know, anything else, just, Hey, we're here right now in this moment, we're talking sports and we're talking something that I know and that I feel like I'm knowledgeable on, and I'm doing with other people who they also know the sport and they're knowledgeable too. Mm, man, I think that's a perfect spot to end it. Get you back to the Colts game. So before we go, where can everyone find all the stuff you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. So check me out on Hall About Sports. That's H A double L about sports.com. You'll see the recent stories there. You'll see the archives as well. If you want to go back and look at any stories I've done, you'll also see all of my work there. So that is Colts Wire. That is the Atlanta Dream. Uh, recently started covering the Atlanta Vibe, which I'm super excited about. That is uh, Atlanta's. Uh, new pro volleyball team please go support them shameless plug for them uh they are starting in january of 2024 so super excited for that opportunity uh yeah and you'll see the podcast stuff so i'm on three separate podcasts so i've got my own which is all about sports podcast i've got horseshoe pride which is basically a big Colts group chat which is super fun from if you remember me talking about stadium rant and my guys there it's actually my still my guys from there we uh we've kept in touch with each other and so we have a podcast and then of course the sports tea with Jody and E uh, where we just chop it up and have a good time and give you of course, all the tea about NFL. So. Boom. I'm going to put all that in the show notes as well. Make it easy for y'all to find Megan. Megan, I appreciate you coming on. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And let me know if you want to do this again. Oh, you know, you got to come back. Cause I got a million more questions now. <laughs> yeah, so. absolutely. Let's do it. Let's for sure do it. Well, this has been another episode of Above the Fold. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, share, all that fun stuff. And I will see y'all next week.